Good morning, good afternoon. Whenever you're finding us, we appreciate you for that. This is a new edition of the Morning Briefing. No Defoe. I am Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, you had lots of Defoe the last couple of weeks with our buddy Henry. And really, I really appreciate Henry for stepping up and stepping in for me and helping out Defoe get through the morning briefings here in No Filter when I was across the pond or across the world in Morocco. Um, but I am here. He is in Atlantic City doing his thing. Uh, Mr. Degenerate himself, one of the degenerate homes here in uh, the Americas and uh, especially in North America. Um, I am here. We will talk lots of college football, lots of NFL tomorrow. I will bring you our ha handicappers. We do a morning show down here out of South Florida from 7 to 9. And every Friday, we call it Degenerate Friday. And we bring on our favorite handicappers. And they handicap the college football slate, the NFL slate. Well, I know Devo has been making some of these picks and giving them to you either as his own or he's telling you that they're theirs. I'll point blank just bring their picks to you. If you check us out in the morning, that'd be amazing. But I know everyone can find us there on South Florida Live. You are finding us here on no, no Filter, and that's really cool. We love doing the morning briefing. And I think starting next Friday, we'll do our own gambling show here. We'll bring our favorite hand, handicappers directly to you to give exclusive plays for No Filter, the morning brief. Uh, license to Steal is what we uh, call that. We did one a while ago, and we'll do one with everyone, all of our guys and gals, uh, next Friday. I think that'll start when Defoe's back in the fold. Uh, but what I will do tomorrow is take some of their plays and give them to you here. But today I'll talk about, I don't know about plays. I'm not a big gambler. If you've figured that out in our few uh, weeks, months here on No Filter, Defoe is a, he's not, okay, he's not a big gambler where he's risking the house, he's risking the mortgage, but he does like to get to the track and he does like to talk gambling odds and ends when it comes to sports. That's not me. I'm not Mr. Gambler. I'm the fan to the fullest. And I work radio digital streaming now uh, for the last 15 to 20 years as my job. But I am a fan at heart. <laughs> and when I watch a game, if you follow me on Twitter at Luby on air, I'm a freaking lunatic. I openly admit it. Uh, Florida State fan, the Florida State uh, helmet is not a lie. The Dwayne Wade bobblehead is not a lie. I'm a fan through and through. Florida State. My father went there. I'm a, I'm a legacy. And then I went there and got two degrees and I taught there. Uh, literally, I don't think I missed a home game in the five years as I was at Florida State. So I am a Noel all the way through. I'm a Heat fan. I'm a Marlin fan. I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm a Panther fan. So I love the South Florida teams, born and raised here in South Florida, but I am a Florida State fan as well. So I'm a fan, but I try to have some level of uh, objectivity when it comes to my team and the other teams. Uh, it is a great slate. Now, it might be a lot because of conference conference matchups, but I don't give a shit. Like, the first two to three weeks, if you're including week zero, sucked. Yeah, last weekend, the games ended up being good because the highly favored teams overlooked their opponents because a lot of them had big games this week and in the coming weeks, but the actual slate going in sucked. I mean, it just did. This week's a little different. You have six official top 25 matchups. Matchups, you have a seventh game in Florida State-Clemson that feels like a, what should have been a top 25 matchup. You have nine games, I think, pitting teams that have are either undefeated against each other or undefeated and two and one against each other. Just a great slate of college football action. The NFL slate actually sort of sucks this week. It's a bunch of eh. But we will, I do want to talk about the college football games and touch a little bit about a few NFL games uh, today. 
First off, I was Diva brought up FSU Clemson. I am again a Noel. I I don't know if they're gonna roll Clemson. Look, Clemson is not the same team, the same program that was there with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. They're not. Their offense is a little hinky. It's a little off. Starting with with DJ Uangalele, now with Oregon State and K Clubnik. Yeah, he was a five star. Yeah, he was a top twenty five or so recruit coming out of high school, but he's looked like shit. I mean, their offensive line's not the same. The running back, the running game's not exactly the same. And the receiving core is nothing. They used to rival Alabama and Ohio State at the receiver spot. They, they don't. The skill, their skill position is on offense is not what it was. And you're seeing that uh, where Duke, yeah, Duke's good defensively with Mike Elko, but they shut him down. They made them look silly. And the game, if Duke hadn't fumbled a couple times, it, w- it would have been even worse than it was. Um, and they've struggled even versus lesser opponents. And the other two ball, ball games this season. So, yes, Florida State was a disaster in the fourth quarter against Boston College. It was a shit show between two different fumbles, between their defense falling asleep on a guy who's not a good quarterback in Thomas Castellanos. Yeah, he's an athlete, but he's not a good quarterback. And he did whatever he wanted, completed a third and 20 for 28 yards. I mean, come on. Um, and let them march down the field a couple times. And it just, it just, it, the, the mistakes happen and the snowball. Grew and grew and grew, and Florida State luckily won by two, really because Boston College had 18 penalties for over 170 yards, and still only won by two. So, yes, I get that. So, a lot of the shine fell off the rose of Florida State after dominating uh, in that fourth quarter. In the second half, really, LSU, who is right now playing as well as anyone, um, and Southern Miss, who was a bold team, actually. Their easy game was a bold team who has an NFL running back in Frank Gore Jr., um, but they dominated them. Defensively, they were great. Offensively, they struggled, but put up a lot of points, over 60 points. Boston College game. Boston College is not a good team. Yeah, it's an ACC game on the road, the Red Bandana game, which Boston College gets up for. But still, they should have beaten them handily. I own that. I admit that. But under the Mike Norvell era, if you watch them, even when they won three games, even the year that they won five games, in the big games, they get up. They may not always win, but they get up. Uh, now they're good enough to not only win, but win these games at least over LSU earlier going away. It feels like Florida State, after that Boston College game, will wake up, play. They Look, they haven't played even versus LSU. They haven't played a, a game of, for four quarters the entire year. And it feels like they're going to get focused for this game. I think they're favored by two and a hook. Um, I, I do expect them to win. I don't think they're going to rough them up. It's not that. It's Clemson on the road. Death Valley, yes, daytime, so you don't have to have the night experience, prime time. But it's 12, it's at Death Valley. Clemson is has beat Florida State seven times in a row. Clemson has owned the ACC for nearly a decade. Um, so they're not going to relinquish it that easy. And they are trying to prove something. And they do want to show that Florida, this isn't Florida State's conference again. So I get that. I don't think it's going to be easy. I do think Florida State is going to have to play four quarters. But I do expect them to win in the end, I guess decisively, right? Because if, if they win by 10 over a team that's had their number, I guess that's decisively. So somewhere in that range, I can see them winning by a touchdown to 10 points. So uh, we did talk a little bit about that yesterday because Zifa wanted to get my take on it. He's leaning Clemson because they are being disrespected. They are at home. And that's fine. I don't think Florida State's going to go. A lot of people think Clemson has no chance. I won't go there. They, they recruited really well. And they are have been one of the prominent programs they have been one of the preeminent programs the last decade. They have been one of the prominent programs. Um, I'm sorry. They have been. Pre- they were a preeminent program, a top three or four program, for seven of the last ten years. The last three years they fell off a bit, uh, and this year they do look like they've fallen off even more. But 
they still have a ton of talent. Dabo's won multiple championships. They've been to almost, they were to almost every playoffs until the last couple of years. And they do still recruit top 10 pretty much every year. So there's talent everywhere. Uh, defensively, they are really strong. And offensively, their talent's there. They just have tried to find their footing since losing Tony Elliott to Virginia and Jeff Scott before he got fired by USF. So they've tried, they've tried to figure things out, bring in Garrett Riley, a guy who did a great job with TCU. Uh, it, it hasn't worked to pay dividends immediately, but I wouldn't look past them, obviously. And I don't think it's assumed that I, don't, I wouldn't assume Florida State wins. I just think after last week, I think the way they play in these kind of games under Mike Norvell, they probably win this game. Um, the biggest game of the day is Ohio State versus Notre Dame. It is a six versus nine matchup. Ohio State has struggled out the gate. I mean, a team under Ryan Day, under Urban Meyer, offense was never an issue. Offense, no matter who was there, Braxton Miller. Uh, Braxton Miller into you had um, uh, Car Car Cardell Jones. I was trying to, I was reaching for it. Cardell Jones into uh, Dwayne Haskins, got arrest his soul into CJ Stroud. No matter who is their quarterback, they excelled. JT uh, before them, they've excelled on offense. They've killed on offense, 50 plus points every game. They're receiving core. They have become receiver. You number ones everywhere. Marvin Harrison Jr. Was like a four star. Who's now a guy that could go top three in the draft and receivers rarely go top three. He is a man amongst boys. They are loaded as Ukama uh, or a beak or whatever it is. Um, last year, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And before that with Garrett Wilson and Olave, I mean, they're low and they're loaded. Still that receiver. They have talent. The offensive line, their defense has, they have the running back. They have talent everywhere. They struggle on offense at quarterback. They from CJ Stroud to McCord and the other kid that was fighting now McCord has been named quarterback. They've struggled and they, they have won their, their numbers in the country because they're undefeated, but they have struggled on offense. They just have Notre Dame has had their struggles. Central Michigan is 21, 14 at half before they pulled away. Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest transfer has been everything people thought he would be. Uh, the offense hasn't just annihilated the competition outside of the first week, but they've got the job done, and the defense has been strong with Marcus Freeman, who's trying to get a statement win. I can't, I'm not a big fan of either of these programs. I can't stand Notre Dame, but it is at Notre Dame. It is under the lights at night, and Ohio State has had their struggles. I think as the season goes on, you'll see Ohio State finally figure it out, but it's still early in the year. And Notre Dame, it seems like it's figuring it out. Look, they have their veteran quarterback, whereas Ohio State doesn't. This does feel like a strong Notre Dame play. It just feels like that. Um, I, I, Freeman was up and down early last season, but then they got better as the year went on. And it seems like that's what's happening for them now. And Ohio State, with the way their offense is played. And I look, again, the talent's there. And McCord was a big-time recruit. I mean, it's Ohio State. But I just, I, it feels like a strong Notre Dame lean. Again, I'm not the handicapper. Again, I will bring you our handicappers tomorrow, their picks. But for me, it feels like a strong Notre Dame lean. Um, Alabama will miss. It's the opposite. Alabama is the favorite because their name's Alabama. Because they were the preeminent program until the last three years. I mean, Georgia won two titles in a row. But the last three years, it's really felt like it, Georgia's taken the scepter from Alabama. But Alabama's still there. And they still have tons of talent. They still recruit in the top three pretty much every year. But... The quarter, their quarterback play has been abysmal. Where Ohio State's had struggles at quarterback, but, but at least still is undefeated, top six. Alabama 
has been a shit show quarterback. They lost that to Texas decisively two weeks ago. They were losing to USF 3 nothing until like the half. They eventually won 17-3, but it was a struggle to the end versus a very bad USF uh, program. Simpson, Buckner or not it. Milrow has at least been somewhat good at quarterback. He just is not Bryce Young. He's not Tua. He's not even a Mac Jones where he's had his struggles, Milrow, but he's a guy. He's going to be the quarterback. Um, but Ole Miss's offense is for real. Jackson Dart, year two there. Lane Kiffin is a guy that brought high-flying offense to Alabama. Their defense is solid. Quid, uh, Judkins is one of the best. Quinchin Judkins is one of the best running backs in college football. Alabama's a favorite here, but it feels – and I don't, look, it's not like Ole Miss has just been annihilating the competition – but they've been playing better football. Um, it feels like Alabama's a favorite only because their name is Alabama, but Ole Miss is the better team. Like, it just feels like that. I, I, like, I, I, I've been leaning, I guess, toward the, the favorites the first couple games. Well, I think Ohio State may be the, the road favorite, but Notre Dame feels like the better team right now. Um, Alabama is the better team in name. is a better team in talent, probably, but they don't feel like the better team. And it feels like Ole Miss... Uh, Lane Kiffin hasn't got Lane Kiffin's had some interesting wins at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin started strong when he got there. And then the last two years, it just fizzled out the end of the year. It feels like, I don't know what they are Ole Miss, but it feels like they're better than Alabama. That's for sure. Um, I want to move to say Penn State, Iowa, Penn State has been another team that coming out the gate has actually played pretty strong, but there has been their struggling moments. Iowa is always Iowa. Good defense, good offensive line. They play they run the ball. I don't know. Penn State's just really good. And this is James Franklin's been there a while. And they had their quarterback in Drolaire. Um, and their their running back stable is as good as any in the country. And they always play sound defense. I feel like Penn State has this game in the bag. I like I just really do. Um Oregon State, Washington State's the other, another top 25 matchup. Uh, Oregon, it's funny, Uyangalele just didn't fit at Clemson, but he was it was him and Bryce Young coming out the same year. Uyangalele was, I think, by many the higher rated quarterback, the higher rated player that year. He just didn't fit at Clemson. He's starting to fit at Oregon State. He's not putting up huge numbers, still turns them all over, which is an issue for him, but he's playing better. And they have a legit defense. And they were good last year, even before they got Uyunglele, number 14 in the country. Washington State's played good football, and this should be a tough game, but it feels like it's Oregon State's to lose. Um, the game to me <laughs> that I have the strongest opinion on <laughs> is Oregon, Colorado. Now, I will try and reserve all my bias in here when I talk about Colorado because, look, what's funny is I'm a Florida State Seminole, right? So you, Dion is a Florida State great, 100%. Um, but I've never been a big fan of his. <laughs> and this is before Colorado, before Jackson State, before all the crap. Never been a big fan. Just he, the, look, I've learned there's nothing wrong with talking. Especially, look, what he did for the cornerback position was huge. We had great cornerbacks before, but no one talked about it. Cornerback was treated like offensive line used to be treated as well. Yeah, now offensive left tackles make the same as quarterbacks. Fine. But back in the day, offensive linemen never got talked about. Cornerbacks never got talked about. You were just going out there playing, 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 playing. Dion was good, and he was flashy, and he talked. And he got the cornerback position a lot of attention, and he got a lot of money. So good for him. Look, there's nothing wrong being a marketer. I mean, it's what we try to do here is market ourselves. So there's nothing wrong marketing yourself. But Dion's always been a loudmouth ass, like just point blank. Like, and since he's gotten into coaching, he's been a used car salesman. Like he said a lot of shit, 
But when you break things down, yeah, he's done a good job. Look, Jackson State was an utter disaster before he got there. They went to bowls. But they didn't win the whole thing. And they lost in their bowls. I think both years. Um, Colorado, utter disaster. Won one game last year. They Even when they were good in the 90s with Michael Westbrook and Cordell Stewart and Rashawn Salam winning Heisman. Even in the 90s, they had never sold out every home game. This year, it's only fucking week four. They've sold already, going forward, sold out every home game. So he's brought in the bluster, and they did beat national runner-up TCU, and they did beat Nebraska with Matt Rule, a, a, pro, a program that is trying to turn it around. They did win both of those games. And Colorado State, however much they were down, they did find a way to win. They are 3-0. I have to give them that. A team that a lot of people that I talked to thought would be lucky to win three games is 3-0. They've already won the three games, 100%. But you're also allowed to take a step back and look at who they played. TCU is not the same TCU they were last year. Their quarterback was their entire team. He was everything, and he's gone. Okay, and they still put up a ton of points. Nebraska is a goddamn disaster. Even after the Colorado game, they have struggled in every goddamn game. They Matt Rule has his work cut out for him. Scott Frost made them actually worse somehow. They are a mess, okay? So, yeah, they won. And, yeah, look, he changed out like 87 players. So it's not like they weren't on equal footing with Nebraska and a TC who's not the same team. That's fine. 100%, they've grown. 100%, he's turned them around in a way that people didn't think that he could in year one. Fine. But this shit about being number 18 in the country, the Pac-12 is the best conference this year. They are fucking loaded. They not all, And they have the best quarterbacks in the country, like plural. Almost every team has a quarterback. I'm not talking about Shadur Sanders. I'm talking about every team has a quarterback that may be NFL caliber. Every team. Like, it's loaded. What's also interesting, though, as opposed to years past, outside of USC, they have really good defenses. Utah plays defense. Washington State plays defense. Oregon State plays defense. Oregon plays defense. Washington plays defense. Like, all these teams in the Pac-12 that are ranked and good outside of USC play really good defense, and they have the best quarterbacks in the country. So the problem for Dion is he's built up all this hype. They now are going to play through Murderer's Row, where it feels like this Oregon game, it's now 21 or thereabouts. I think it's going to be a lot worse. Now, again, I, it's hard for me. after Dion is a loudmouth ass. I've never been a fan of. And then it seems like he's gone right at his alma mater, Florida State. So as a Florida State Seminole, my hair sitting in the back of my head, on the back of my neck, and I am not a fan of his, and I openly go after him. I, op- I will admit that. So I'm trying to reserve my bias. But their defense is a fucking disaster. Okay, yeah, Hunter made some big plays here and there. Their defense sucks. Point blank sucks. Okay, Colorado State is horrible, and they did whatever they wanted against Colorado. Okay, their offense, Shador Sanders, is very accurate. With Travis Hunter, before he got hurt, he was Big play guy. They have another couple receivers that are solid. They try to run the ball. Okay. Colorado State held them in check until the fourth quarter. Colorado State was dominating that game, and they're a bad team. Okay. Sidor Sanders did not look good until that fourth quarter when Colorado State said, okay, let's go conservative, which was stupid. And Sidor Sanders started picking them apart because he is very accurate. If you give him time, he's going to find guys, and he's going to put the ball in a place to have them make plays. But he was not good when he was getting pressured. And that's versus a bad team. Oregon is really good defensively under Dan Lanning as a head coach, but former defensive coordinator at Georgia. And their offense is really good with Bo Nix. Former offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham did a great job of Bo Nix. Now he's at Arizona State as a head coach. 
to me, this is the game that the Colorado Buffaloes get exposed. Now they won three games. Maybe, maybe Dan's already made his name. Maybe. I, I, to me, though, they're probably going to lose four of the next five games because they played the Pac-12, which is loaded. So if they're three and four, <laughs> like, I mean, or four and four, I guess they would win one. So if they're four and four from three and oh, yeah, people will give them credit for winning the four games because they only won one last year. But they still have lost four out of five. And I think I still see a struggle for them to get more than five wins. Like I thought they'd win five to six. And then people are like, yeah, but have you really looked at their schedule? They're really going to win three. Okay, well, then they beat Nebraska. They beat TCU teams, two teams people thought they'd lose to. So they're probably that five or six is more about right. I don't think they're going to win eight or nine. I don't think this ranking shit's going to hold. I think they're going to be a five and seven team at the end of the year. Now, again, that is a success. They turned over 87 players on the roster. Like they have a whole new team. They have a new coach. So it's a success. But when you start three, and zero, when you're ranked 18th, when you have the rock in your fucking locker room, when you have all these celebrities there that have nothing to do with Colorado, when you're selling out every home game, is that a success? We'll see. We're still early in the year. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I don't think they put me wrong this Saturday. I think Oregon is a top 10 team. I think Oregon is really good defensively. I think they are really good offensively. And I think they are a playoff contender. And I do not think Colorado was that. So I think Colorado finally, Dion. Now again, Travis Hunter got hurt. So he has a built-in excuse. His offense has gone through Travis Hunter. The big plays have gone through Travis Hunter. No Travis Hunter. They, they lose big. Oh, that's their excuse. Maybe for a guy like me who wants to see Dion get Knock down a peg, the fucking see 60 minute interviews and the celebrities and leading sports center. I think they may lead sports center, but, but it will be for different reasons this week. The NFL slate sort of ugh. Uh, my Dolphins take on the Broncos. Um, there's a couple uh, the Bucks are weirdly 2 0 with Baker Mayfield. They take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 2 0, even though they haven't been scintillating so far this season. I will talk about all that going tomorrow. I will have my handicappers plays uh, for an absent default. I am Mike Luby Lubitz. We say goodbye on this edition of the Morning Briefing.